Hey, Wes. Yeah. You got any jokes? I do. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so, why do you never see a dead crow on the highway? I don't know why. Because they're always hanging out up above and yelling out, Car! Car! <laughs> What? <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Oh, I was just hoping Wes was going to carry this one. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. So, Chris, do you, do you have anything uh, better you could share? Any, any good... Uh, I know you had a good one on Sunday. Listen, man. <laughs> I shared a joke in my sermon yesterday that it was, it was my worst nightmare. No one, <laughs> literally no one laughed. It was crickets. It was straight up crickets. I read it on the internet. I mean, you would think oh, yeah, it was yeah. on the internet, it would be pretty good. But I saw this guy and he wrote, he said, a funny deathbed joke would be to tell your family, I wish I had made more money. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. And no one in the room laughed at all. And so then I was like, and, I, and somebody responded and said, I can't wait to get deathly ill to try this one on my family. <laughs> to which also I think people took offense. <laughs> so then I had to play it off yeah. and be like, well, that wasn't funny. <laughs> and marked it out of my notes with a pen. Which, no, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody laughed. It was my worst nightmare. Every comedian's worst nightmare. You're working yeah. on your like tight 15. And like, well, that, one, that, one's not <laughs> that was not good. Crow flies, though. Taking out car. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> Weekly Hope. Well, welcome to Weekly Hope, everybody. Uh, very excited this week. We have our very good friend Wes Chambers here joining us. And as always, Tyler Joyner, uh, coming in hot, man. So yeah. glad to have you here with us as well. And uh, just excited to introduce some of our people to, uh, to Hope Church. And Wes is just such a dear friend and serves, volunteers, is on stage many Sundays playing keys. Uh, I, I love even about Wes is that he oftentimes has gone and served uh, Carlos at Somos Ecclesia and helped them uh, on their stage and with their band and just has such a heart for the church and for missions. And so, um, Wes, man, I just, I just wanted to reach out and, and hear a little bit more about you and would love to hear about yourself, your family, uh, just a few questions. So, yeah, tell us about yourself and your family. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks for having me. So, um, I was born and raised down in South Florida, uh, in Miami, Florida specifically. Um, I grew up in a smaller town south of Miami, about 30 miles, called Homestead, Florida. And uh, I was fifth generation born and raised there. Um, so, that's where my roots are, it's where my family uh, ties are. Um, so I spent the first uh, about 30 years of my life uh, down in South Florida. Um, and so I also went to uh, college there at Florida International University. And um, I studied uh, information technology. And then I did a minor in music, uh, emphasis in piano and, and voice. Um, I also met my, my wife, Anissa, there as well uh, in, down in Homestead. And um, so we've been married for a little over nine years now, and uh, we have two young boys, uh, five-year-old Eli and one-and-a-half-year-old Ian, 
And um, we had uh, relocated to Atlanta about four and a half years ago uh, when I took a job uh, where I currently work uh, for a software company uh, implementing a HR and financials uh, software called Workday. Awesome. So I have so many questions after <laughs> that introduction. Uh, one of my questions is this. What type of sunscreen do you suggest? <laughs> You're from Miami, so we're asking the hard-hitting this questions is, here. This is, this is true. This, well, this is came true. up last week, and we, we had a big debate about what type of sunscreen is best. So this may be a little bit uh, out of out of left field. So uh, I don't necessarily know the brand name, but there's some of these sunscreens that have, uh, I guess, some zinc in it, and they seem like they really help protect a little bit better than maybe some of the traditional brands that you may be, you know seeing in the stores and i feel like uh those zinc <laughs> brands or those have a little bit more coverage at least for me zinc yeah all right so we're looking for zinc looking for zinc this is not a <laughs> this is not a medically professional <laughs> podcast a, a psa for all this this summer <laughs> use your zinc <laughs> all right so how did you and anisa meet yeah, so I was actually teaching um, at the church uh, where I was born and grew up at. Uh, my dad actually just as, was a pastor. My granddad was a pastor. So we had a, a school there at our church. And um, so during that process of working there as, the, as a math teacher and a music teacher, um, I was teaching, at, came to find out, were two of her cousins. Uh, her young cousins, and uh, so uh, one day the the mom of the two cousins that attended the school, my students, said, hey, I want you to meet my niece, and uh, and I was thinking, oh man, this is not going to be good uh, to, to, to meet uh, a young lady that's uh, the cousin of one of my students, or some of my students, that's not a good thing, so long story short, um, the aunt sent over, her aunt, Anissa's aunt, sent her over to pick up the boys and to kind of meet me. Um, and uh, so we met and uh, kind of exchanged numbers and kind of went from there. We, we later discovered that we had actually had a, uh, a class, an oceanography class at the local college uh, just like a year or so before that. And uh, I had noticed her and she was uh, pretty cute and attractive, but I just didn't have the guts to go up and talk to her. So Wow. Yeah. The Lord brought it full circle. He brought he just it full circle. His aunt to, That's right. Yeah, bring her into your life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And where'd you guys go on your first date? Yeah, so we went to Chili's. Nice. Get them baby back ribs. Yeah. <laughs> A skillet cookie. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I had baby back ribs or not. I don't remember. I was so nervous. <laughs> Spaghetti? <laughs> Maybe so. Um, I did I did make it a little bit like easier because um, I I said I said to her I said hey what if uh, what if your sister came along and my sister came along and we kind of just like all hung out and uh, and she was like okay that'd be great and then come to find out only like like many months later she was so relieved that I had asked because her mom actually wouldn't let her go on a first date by herself 
And so, uh, so I was, uh, I asked her to bring her sister along and that kind of took the pressure off of her from having to be like, Hey, listen, my sister needs to go along type of thing. And so all the young men out there, <laughs> Wes is throwing some great advice to you. So invite the sister, yep. start a little group date. And Get that family great. blessing early. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 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 I don't even know. Oh, did you invite Natalie's brother on the first I day? I did not. No, okay. No. Well, then you don't get to talk about this. <laughs> no blessing for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wes, how did you how did you become a Christian, man? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, my dad and granddad, pastor of the church, and um, just many altar calls throughout. You know, uh, being young. So I was about the age of five. And um, just kind of went forward on a Sunday night and um, just really wanted to pray. And I felt uh, a real sense of conviction in my heart um, of sin and, and that, uh, for the need of salvation. And, and I wanted that. So I just kind of was praying there at the altar. And my dad would go along to each of the individuals that may be kneeling or praying at the altar. And he would maybe spend a few minutes talking or praying with them. And I just kind of stayed there till he came to me, and then he just asked me, "What you know, what's what's wrong? What do you want to pray about?" And uh, and I just told him I wanted to accept Jesus into my heart, and uh, so that was that was young age of five. That's awesome, man! What a cool testimony of just um, a faithful family, and just to hear your dad and granddad being in ministry, and just see how, I mean, honestly, how you've turned out just to serve the church and uh, loving the Lord and growing up and using your your gifts to um, to serve even hope church is is so encouraging and and cool for me to hear as well so is there anything like just the lord's been teaching you lately or anything in your life that you feel like would be some good wisdom for the people of hope church uh, you always share such encouraging stuff and uh, so many great things in our community groups so i just thought i'd toss it over to you and let you drop some wisdom on us sure you know um Life, there's a lot of ups and downs in life, and I think the the key thing that I've discovered and still am learning, not have, having not fully learned it yet, but just understanding God's timing and God's provision amidst what I would define as my expectation, hmm. and um, just stopping to make sure that I'm in alignment with Him, and it's not just me, you know, trying to make something happen. It's just really uh, looking to see where God's provision is and where God's leading and to be faithful in that and follow through with where God opens a door or where, whatever God may lead and do. That's what I think is really key. I've been always one that kind of, you know, if you can say, you know, jump the gun, right? That's I, I just, as I've always been that way. I'm ambitious, but um, learning how to walk in God, walk with God, but in his timing, that's really been a uh, a key part of, of my life, especially in these latter years, having a family and a wife and, and a career and just trying to find that and, and do things in his timing. That's cool. That's good. Also, you're a great bread maker. <laughs> so, still waiting to try some of this. Wow, yeah. yeah. Bread. Man, I'm learning new things here. Yeah. You didn't bring bread to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> <laughs> Gluten-free bread. Gluten-free bread. <laughs> 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 Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make some bread. I got to bring some. Was that like a COVID hobby or was that pre that? No, actually, it's just in the last uh, February, January, February okay. of this year. Yeah, so um, those of you that may not know, um, I've uh, 
shifted my diet to be gluten-free and so and, and as well as dairy-free and um, just seen some health benefits for me specifically. And so I was just really wanting to get some good bread and I feel like there's a lot of not good gluten-free bread out there. Like cardboard. Yeah, yeah, it tastes really poorly. And uh, so I ended up finding a recipe back in the early part of this year, 2022, and I was like, I'm going to set my mind to this and I'm going to I'm going to make this thing as many times as necessary till the bread turns out delicious. And uh, I it I I found it. <laughs> so my family loves it, the boys love it, Anissa loves it. And uh, it's it's been a home run. So, Chambers Bread Company. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. CBC. CBC. <laughs> we make our communion bread soon. There you yeah. go. That's right. That's we'll right. Have the best communion bread around. It's gonna be great. Well, this Sunday we were uh, we were in Genesis chapter twenty-seven, moving along a little bit. Uh, we were in Genesis twenty-two last week, and some really neat things happened in in Genesis uh, in those chapters. But we have like 12 weeks to get through the rest of Genesis, so we got to start moving. And uh, we're in Genesis 27, where you see uh, this Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Rebecca, uh, Jacob, and Esau, and really this family that is uh, broken through sin and through uh, frustration and through a lot of miscommunication and a lot of deceit and just a lot of stuff happens. And so uh, this chapter really addresses all four characters, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, and Esau, and, um, and what they did. But I think one of the key points in it is, like, there's just no heroes. Like, there's no heroes in this story, and it's really all broken sinners, which is true for our families. I mean, there's, there's just no spiritual heroes. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And so maybe we can relate a little bit to that or identify with it, or maybe you look at the story and you're like, oof. Okay, maybe we're not so bad after, after all. Uh, but you saw really four things. You saw Isaac's decline. Uh, you saw Rebecca's distrust, Jacob's deceit, and uh, Esau's despair. So we had four Ds there. I don't know if you caught that, Tyler. but um, did not. <laughs> uh, so I'll kick it, Tyler, over to you. Was there just anything that stuck out from the sermon yesterday uh, that you thought was helpful or important or yeah, just stuck with you? Yeah, no, um, I thought it was a kind of a cool sermon to land on Mother's Day anyway, just mm. which is a, a very family-centered day and, and one that just uh, makes me reflect on my family and just the, the blessings that that's been for me um, and all of that. And so just I found it kind of interesting to talk about this family and family in shambles on Mother's Day in a day where, um, yeah, we just can honor our women so much. Um, I thought... I think it's funny that we're doing a podcast with three men on the heels of Mother's Day. So yeah. I think that was good planning on our well, part. Well, we know what, we, we know, we know what we're doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we plan well. Yeah. Um, but one of the things you talked about was specifically in the Jacob's deception piece. Um, just talking about like how he lies really three times in this passage in order to get what he wants. Um, and just making me reflect in my own life of those times where like, you do things at a certain cost, but it's never worth it, you know, when it's not done in like an honorable way. And I thought those were, were just really interesting things to kind of sit in for a bit. Yeah, that's good. Wes, was there anything that stood out to you or um, that, that was helpful for you from the sermon? Yeah, you know, this this passage has been something that uh, I've seen uh, just, I found similarities in my life and um, God's, I think, used to help show me some spiritual roadblocks and to, you know, shift uh, to, to 
bring honor to his name through some areas that were, like I say, those roadblocks. But specifically, um, you know, having a, having relationships in general are, are, are challenging ups and downs, right? Mm. But having good quality relationships, um, especially with family members, mm. um, is even more difficult. I, you know, it takes really a lot of work. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I... I have an older brother, and so his name's Will, and uh, I love Will very much. And uh, you know, I think that there's uh, there's a lot of uh, things that I've always looked up to Will. So, in, in many sense, uh, I think having a, a healthy relationship, having forgiveness um, through through life, I think is really the big things that step out, uh, mm-hmm. stand out to me here, and. Um, you know, I, I kind of grieve for the years, about the 20 plus years you mentioned that Jacob and Esau, you know, weren't uh, in that fellowship together. Yeah. And it was just such a dysfunctional relationship. And there was fear of death, murder, right? Mm. And a lot of crazy things. So I kind of feel that grief of just, man, the the relationship was really soured, right? And uh, But such joy comes when they later, you know, get reunited. Yeah. You know, it was one of, the, one of the saddest things. I didn't really get to talk about this in the sermon yesterday, but as Rebecca sends Jacob out, uh, there's, no, there's no record in, in the Bible that she ever even sees Jacob mm-hmm. again. Uh, mm-hmm. So most scholars believe that, you know, she died without ever having wow. been able to see him again. Uh, the only time that, you know, they come back together, obviously, as you move on in Genesis, Jacob fears Esau, and he's like mm-hmm. dividing up his family because he thinks they're all going to get killed, and then Esau comes and they like hug each other and work it out. And then I, I mentioned at the end of the sermon yesterday in Genesis 35, where uh, you know it says that Jacob and Esau buried their father, but there's no there's no record of Rebecca there. And I just think, man, how how family conflict and how um, that distrust and deceit and that bitterness and anger that we hold on to um, the the regrets that that can create in our lives and our families and uh, it takes. It just takes somebody. It takes somebody being willing to be the one to forgive and to sacrifice and to lay down their wants and desires um, for peace mm-hmm. and for for love and to care for one another. And that should have been Isaac. Like it, it should have mm-hmm. been Isaac from the beginning. And really, this downfall and his decline is what led to all this drama. Uh, one of the things that just as I was studying this passage, it really stood out to me, and I just thought was fascinating was it's all set up this whole story is set up because Isaac thinks he's going to die. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Mom, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm dying. I guess this is it. This is I'm done for and I'm 137 and Ishmael died at 137, and, you know, whatever. He had a bad burrito or he's like, <laughs> you know, got some stomach mm-hmm. pain, he can't see very well and so he just thinks he's done for. So he sets in motion this entire course of events and then he still has to live for 43 years afterwards like you know then he yeah he his family is imploded and he's got to live with it for decades um i just i was just reminded i said in the sermon proverbs 16 9 the heart of man plans his way but the lord establishes Mm -hmm. his steps and we don't know we don't know what tomorrow holds uh we don't know what next year or the next decade holds and so i think i was just challenged by like living today at peace mm-hmm. with people in my life. Um, and even if that means sacrificing my wants or my desires. But, um, yeah, we said that about Isaac. He had misaligned desires. Uh, he had misappropriated love. And, um, 
he had a mistaken view of life, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just it's challenged with that. Even even a godly man of faith, you know, it's like there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and mm-hmm. God's shown up to Isaac, and God's done miracles for Isaac and been there. Um, but how when we start to just serve ourselves and serve our desires, you know, how quickly we can fall. So that's that's one of the things that stood out to me. But yeah, yeah. anything else for you guys? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I appreciate about the the sermon and just what really kind of became eye-opening about this passage really this time around when we were reading it in the Bible reading plan was like a lot of times you can see the story and be like frustrated that uh, Jacob is the one that gets all this when it comes from lying and deception and Esau's in some ways kind of like thrown to the wayside Mm -hmm. Um, but to read it from a lens of like every character here is like morally fallen in some way that it's not just Jacob that lied and got what he wanted It was that like everyone messed up and like the beauty of it is that the Lord still redeemed them and still used them for his glory. Yeah. And so it's, it's just such a, just changes everything when you view it from that perspective. Yeah. I think that was cool. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you know, it's interesting too. We see the dynamics between, there's a, there's a few places in scripture where we get to look into the, uh, the window of relationships with brothers. (laughs) And we got Cain and Abel, obviously Jacob and Esau, Cain and Abel's relationship was pretty messed up what we come to find out right even uh all the the 12 sons of of jacob right moses Mm -hmm. and aaron uh uh, david and jonathan even though they weren't brothers we see a really unique relationship that they have where it says they love one another like brothers but also um in the new testament even then james and john but Mm -hmm. um that the whole aspect of being able to love one another we can actually see even another Another piece of uh, interesting fact here is how uh, the, the the twelve sons of of, uh, of Joseph here, I'm sorry, of Jacob, and then the the, the difficulties that they had uh, and how they treated Joseph, and it kind of kept going. Like the yeah. dysfunction keeps going, um, but just as you said, Tyler, right? Like God uses it for His glory, and uh, obviously Joseph had such a loving heart, right? And we're not necessarily trying to get into deep part of Joseph, but God still uses what happened of him being sold into slavery, right? Later on. Mm-hmm. And to save the whole world, to save um, all of all of not only his family, but to save essentially God's chosen people and the rest of the world, and um, God ultimately does that for us mm-hmm. and and His actions. Yeah, and it is interesting. I mean, for everything we see, it does look like at the end of uh, at the end of Isaac's life that Jacob and Esau have some level of a restored relationship. But Esau's descendants became the Edomites, mm-hmm. who were constantly at war with Israel mm-hmm. for like the rest of their history, yeah. almost the rest of their history. And um, and just it, you're right. I mean, it's created this line of family conflict uh, for generations. That um, you know that you just wonder, like, had they had they had a healthy or or, or better relationship, you know that. That, that could have been different. Um, you know, I just think, I think from this sermon, one of the things that just stood out to me was that idea of trust and trusting God. And Rebecca and Jacob felt like they had to take the matters into their own hands. Um, a little bit of that, like, ends justify the means philosophy and... I'm reminded like God's going to fulfill his purposes, mm-hmm. whether it's with my help or without my help, you know, like yeah. my job is to be faithful 
So who cares if the entire will went to Esau? Mm-hmm. Like God, God's bigger than that. <laughs> like God was going to fulfill His line through Jacob. Um, but I think sometimes in our life we get into this, we get into the nitty gritty and the details, and we're wondered like, or worried about you know what worldly wisdom, and it's like, man, well, it's got to be this way, and this is the only way it can happen. It's the only way it can work. Uh, but God's not bound to like our rules, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, you know I think that issue of trust is one that just comes back often. So. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a few things from the sermon that stood with me up. I really enjoyed this one and excited to be kind of moving through Genesis and hitting some of the highlights over these next, you know, 20 chapters or so. And, uh, it's just an incredible Sunday yesterday. It's such a sweet time as we honored moms and, um, it was just really encouraged all around and God's just doing some really neat stuff in and through Hope Church and have some fun things coming ahead. So, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. We've got our men's event. We're really creative here. It's called Cornhole and Steak. And uh, <laughs> it's just going to be at my place this coming Saturday at 6 p.m. You can RSVP on the website, and we'll make sure we will have the steaks provided. Uh, so you don't need to bring your own meat or anything. And we'll also have some cornhole boards and just be out back and, and having a good time. So good time of fellowship. And then the following Tuesday, the 24th, our ladies are going to the Braves game. And uh, we may have like two, maybe two tickets left for that. And if, if we need to, we'll try to get some more. But uh, I'd encourage you, if you think you're going to be going, just try to get on our website, RSVP, um, at hopechurchjc.com slash events. And I just did want to share, uh, May is Foster Care Awareness Month, and we're trying to bless foster families. And one need that we've uh, heard of and that's been presented to us is just a need to provide a meal for about 200 foster families in North Georgia. And one of the things that we wanted to do to do that was to get a Chick-fil-A gift card for each family. And so we're asking Hope Church, if you could, to get a $25 or a $50 um, gift card, and we'll collect those over the next two weeks, and then we're going to distribute them at the end of May uh, to families that are fostering kiddos and just try to bless them in that way. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, you'd like to bless a family with a Chick-fil-A meal, just pick up a gift card. You can bring it to the church, drop it in our offering box, uh, or or give it to Tyler, and they will be um, distributed at the end of the month to foster families. So uh, we, we have such a heart for those that are serving in foster care, for kiddos in foster care, and we're honored that we get to be a little part of serving families that are helping others. So this has been Weekly Hope. So grateful for y'all joining and listening in, giving us your car ride or uh, whatever you're doing right now, hanging out and uh, and just listening to Tyler and myself. And we're so grateful, Wes, for you joining in and giving us your time and sharing your wisdom as well. And grateful for how you serve our church, man. So looking forward to the days ahead. You guys have a good one.